Praise the Lord. Now the Lord said to me in, in, the, in the green room before I came out here, I have my message, I'm going to get to it, but I heard the Holy Ghost say this uh, as I was getting the microphone on, and I didn't know that there'd be that word of knowledge about that lady, but this just dovetails quite beautifully. But I heard the Holy Ghost say in the green room, I heard him say, tell them what you've been, uh, tell them what you've been experiencing today and then tell them to confess this. And he told me what to tell you to confess. But let me tell you something. I've been spending uh, time in prayer today as I do every day, but especially when there's a service and I'm ministering, I just uh, quite try to be quieter and just more focused on the Lord. And uh, in my different times of prayer that I did throughout the day, uh, Every time I would go into prayer, there'd be a laughter that would bubble up. It'd just be a laughter. And I don't mean a gut-wrenching, you know, belly-shaking kind of, you know, you're crying and you're laughing like when we have these services here with Brother Richard or others. And, and I'm not, I mean, it can, it can turn into that, but I'm not, it doesn't always have to start there. Uh, there was just, a, there was just a, an impression. L learn from your pastor, I'm trying to teach you something. There was a sense, there was an impression, laugh, but I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel, I mean, I wasn't sad, but I didn't feel overjoyed. I didn't feel like in those services, I can feel that, that kind of anointing to laugh come on me. And, and, and it's a real belly laugh. And, and I'm really laughing from the deepest part of my gut. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel any of that, but I just, there was an impression. There was a sense. He didn't even speak that like loud or strong. There was an impression. There was a sense. Uh, just go ahead and laugh. And so I just started uh, by saying, ha, 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 hallelujah. And then I'd go off into praying up and then I'd come back and I'd laugh. And then sometimes it kind of, the anointing came on me and it turned into a, a belly laugh, like a real gut laugh, but just for short periods of time. And then I'd go back just like I was doing there. And then it would I'd go into other areas of prayer. And then I'd come back and they kept being an, an impression and a sense in me. Just keep laughing, son. Just keep laughing. Just keep laughing, son. Just keep laughing. Hallelujah. And, and I, I did that for a, quite some time today, just at different times. Ha, 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 ha. And I don't always do that every day. There was an emphasis on it today. Uh, that doesn't mean I don't do it, but there was an emphasis. So I spent more time doing that. And you gotta, you gotta be skillful with the Holy Ghost because if you're too, if you're too insecure and, uh, and if you're too thinking about you and about, oh, that's weird. Or, oh, I wonder if I sound weird. You'll miss the Holy Ghost because he personally don't care what you sound like. And you shouldn't care what you sound like either. I just knew there was an impression. Just go ahead and laugh, son. So I would just, as intermingled with tongues, I'd just say, Mashtaki, apa, ha, 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 glory to God, kushta, makaite, wechta. And I did that for a number of hours today. And then when I was in the green room, I heard the Holy Ghost say to me, tell them, tell them what you did today, which is what I've just said to you, this, la this just laughing by the prompting of the spirit, not because there's this big heavy anointing, just because I can choose to do that uh, by faith. I'm laughing by faith. And uh, when, I, when, when he said that to me in the back room, he said, now tell them what you've been doing today. And then he said, and tell them this. Because in my mind, I said, Lord, I'll be honest with you. I don't really know why I've been doing that. I've been doing that quite a lot today. But I, you haven't told me why I'm doing that. Is there a reason why? I keep being prompted to laugh because that's, I don't, I'm not normally prompted to laugh. I mean, I do sometimes, but not consistently. I said, is there a reason why that you're prompting me along these lines? I'll tell him, but is there a reason why? And he said, yes. Now notice he didn't tell me until I asked him. Sometimes he, he won't answer you until you actually 
talk to him. And, uh, and he quoted me this verse. It's found in the book of Job, chapter 5. Some of you know it. And verse 22. And it says, At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh. <laughs> Neither shalt thou be afraid of the beasts of the earth. He quoted me the first part of Job 5.22. At destruction and at famine thou shalt laugh. That's what he said to me in the back room because I've been doing that all day but not really sure kind of, I know that he wants me to but I, I know I'm releasing something in the spirit. I know I'm accomplishing something in the spirit by doing that laughing by faith. But I, he, I didn't, he didn't explain to me throughout the day why I was doing that. And then I asked him in the back room, I said, I'll tell them that Lord but just would you mind kind of sharing with me why you keep prompting me to do that? And he quoted me that verse, at destruction and at famine thou shalt laugh. And that's my answer. Why? Because we're in a situation where there's famine and where there's destruction and where people are reacting all different kind of ways. And uh, he just wants us to get in the habit of releasing our faith in laughter. You can release it in the shout. You can release it in the song. You can release it in your confession. You can release it in a dance, in a run. But another way is you can release it by the laughter. Just by being prompted by the Holy Ghost. And you don't even have to have him prompt you to laugh by faith. But it says when you're facing, we could put here COVID-19 at destruction and famine, thou shalt laugh. Didn't say thou shalt get the calculator out and try to figure things out. Didn't say that you, of course, we need to bind and loose. Let's take the full counsel of God. But it didn't even say that here. There's, there's a place for just laughing by faith. Father, ha, 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 I just believe you. I just believe you. I just want you to know that I believe you. I know I'm facing some things, Father. I know society is facing some things. I know the church may be facing some things. I know congregations may be facing some things. But Father, I choose, uh, as we face destruction and famine, we choose to laugh by faith. We release our faith in the laugh. Why are we laughing when there's nothing to laugh about? Why are we laughing in the face of a problem? We're laughing because we know something that the devil, that the devil doesn't know, obviously. We're no, we know something that other believers don't seem to know. And we know something that sinners definitely don't know. And that is our God is with me and he will surely deliver us. And so, Father, as we face it, we go, ha, 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 in Jesus' name. It'll all come to pass. You'll take me through. You'll take me through with flying colors. You'll take the church through. You'll take every family in this church through. You'll take the corporation a part of the church through. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to be afraid of it. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to show the devil that I'm not afraid and that I'm even laughing at a time where it's, where it's inopportune to laugh, where it makes no sense to laugh. Well, the only reason you'd laugh is because you know something that he doesn't. And Father, I know that you've said that you will surely deliver us. You will surely see us through. You will surely increase us in a time of famine because we've stayed put like you told Isaac. We've stayed faithful to you. We've stayed faithful to our pastor. We've stayed faithful to the vision of the local church. We stayed put. And Lord, number two, we've sowed. Every one of us have sowed, Father. I know everyone listening with the sound of my voice tonight. Every one of them have not just tithed and given, but they've all sowed extra. They've all been sowers like Isaac in a time of famine. Therefore, Father, we qualify. We are, we are primed and prepped and ready for harvest. 
Hallelujah. Some of them are already seeing their harvest. They've been telling me testimonies. Father, I've been starting to see harvest, praise God, in my own personal life. I'm starting to see harvest in the church life. Lord, in the corporation's life. Lord, even in this plain acquisition with your with what the your miracle you did for us, Father, they would get into our name. Father, that, that was a harvest, praise God. And there's other things going on that, Lord, you're doing for us, praise the Lord. Father, because I believe, because I believe that I'm staying put, I'm staying with your word, and I'm sowing in a time of famine, I know that harvest is mine. And because I know that, I can rejoice even though I face famine. I can rejoice even though I face destruction. And part of my rejoicing is to laugh. So Father, I do it right now. Father, they do it. They need to get over themselves. Some of them are so self-conscious. Lord, they need to get over themselves and stop worrying about what they look like or what everyone else will think about them. It will surely work. It will surely come to pass. It will surely turn. It will surely turn. It will surely turn. Lord, I laugh at destruction. I laugh at COVID-19. I laugh at fear. I laugh at disease. I laugh, I laugh, I laugh at famine. I rejoice not in it, but I rejoice in my God who has defeated it and who is carrying me through in Jesus' mighty name. Now that lady, whoever has been harassed and bombarded in your mind, my sister, you better listen to your pastor. You better start to laugh. You say, but I don't feel, I don't feel like laughing. Right, I don't feel like it either. Start praying in the Holy Ghost and then just start like Dad Hagen taught us. Just go, ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 come to pass. I believe. I believe. I believe in whom I've been purchased by. I believe in my Lord Jesus and his mighty word. It will surely come to pass. Ha, ha, ha. It will surely come to pass. Now you need to do that for about 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, maybe even an hour. You need to do that for a while, lady. And anyone else in that category, you need to do that. You need to do that. It will get you over in the spirit. It will release your faith. And let God start to work behind the scenes. The more you worry, the more you stop him working for you. The more you worry, the more you're stopping and working on your behalf. The more you release your faith, even though you can't figure it out with your brain, the more you just release your faith and trust him, just sheer trust, just, just trust him. The more you're releasing him to be able to work for you. Praise God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. And those angels will help you if you release them. Those angels will help you if you will release them. Now, uh, it doesn't happen. It hasn't, actually hasn't happened in quite some time. I don't need it to happen because I'm not looking for manifestations. I don't do that. You'll get over into error. You'll go to get over into demonic activity if you look for a manifestation. And it actually hasn't happened in a number of weeks. I'm aware the angels are there by faith and I release them by faith, but... Uh, Sometimes I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware they come and stand beside me. I turn around thinking somebody's there and nobody's there. Sometimes I get a glimpse of them. But, uh, but I know by the word of knowledge that they're there because I can feel a physical presence. But that hasn't happened in a while to me. That doesn't mean anything. I, I, I'm not moved by that. They're, they're just as real whether they let me know that they're there or whether they don't. But for the first time in quite a long time when I was worshiping, uh, an angel came, uh, he came th around, 
I, he was walking down the aisle and I could feel him. He came around my right shoulder, crossed past me and stood beside my left shoulder, right beside me. And I thought Peter had come to tell me something. And so I kind of opened my eyes and turned because normally he would pat me on the back or let me know he was there, not just come and kind of stand beside me. That's a bit, you know, why would he do that? And so I kind of it startled me a little bit and, and there was nobody there and I heard the Holy Ghost say, that's your angel, son. He's come, send him out, send him out. Now he didn't tell me to tell you that, but I think it goes along. It goes along. God wanted me just as a kind gesture to just remind me how real they really are and that they're really here to help us. They're really here to help us, my brother and sister. And so that lady and anybody else, you're going through a hard time, let me tell you, you gotta get in the spirit. You gotta start laughing and rejoicing even though you're facing destruction because God is gonna see you through and not just see you through like survival, he's gonna see you through so that you prosper during a time of famine. But remember, as you laugh and release your faith and as you tell the devil to shut up, remember, remember what Dad Hagen said, claim, Jesus told him, claim what you need. Tell the devil, take his hands off it. Release your angels to go cause it to come and praise me that I'm working behind the scenes. You don't have to see what he's doing, just believe that he's working behind the scenes. But you gotta remember those angels are very real. They're very alive, they're very present. They're there to help those. Hebrews 1.14, they're ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us as heirs of salvation. And I, I release them whether I feel their presence or not because I'm not looking for that and that's, you gotta be careful. But every now and then God will be very kind and he'll let me know in a very tangible way that they're right there, they're right there and they're very real and they're waiting for the faith command. So in Jesus' name, angel, I release you in Jesus' name. Go forth in the name of Jesus in my life. Go forth for this church, for my congregation. Go forth for the money that this ministry needs and cause it all to come in. Go forth for the people that are, that are called to be a part of this church and to join it and cause them to come. Go forth in my personal family life and in my business. Go forth in Jesus' name and cause it to come to pass for me. In Jesus' name, I release you to go and minister for me an heir of salvation. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you know what I'm believing for. I won't say the numbers publicly, but you know what my wife and I came into agreement for, Father. You know what we're in agreement for for the church, and you know what we're in agreement for for our business. And I call that in in Jesus' name. I command it to come to pass. Angels, go cause it. Go cause it to come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I've just released my angel. Now, he's gone. He's gone. Now you can do the same thing. I'm doing it for me, but I, if, you're, if you're a good student, you'll pay attention to what the teacher's doing for them so that you can, you can repeat that and imitate that for you because it's the same thing. It'll work for you just as well as it works for me. Those angels will help you. They'll work for you. They'll work with you. They'll cause things to happen that you otherwise could not cause to happen because they are excel in strength. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 20 and 21, they excel in strength. They, are, they, are, they execute his commandments, which is the word of God that we say. They excel in strength. They're well able to do. They're well able to do the word that you put in your mouth because they hearken to the voice of God's word. When you speak it, they'll listen to you because it sounds to them like God, hallelujah. And when you add the name of Jesus, which is our stamp of authority, that we have a right in the New Testament, in Jesus' name, they will obey, they will go, they will do what you ask. Not in a weird way, like go get me coffee, go fill my car with gas, not that nonsense. But you say, now angels, I'm believing God for this. Now you go help cause that to come. You'll see, it'll come, it'll come, I'm telling you, so help me God, it'll come, it'll come. We're not just, you say, you say the same thing all the time, yes, because it works. You don't, you don't stop talking about what works to start talking about something that doesn't work. You, you keep talking about what works because this works, praise God. 
And the fact that he gave me that manifestation tonight is probably he wanted me, he didn't tell me, but, but it would make sense to me in light of what, how the flow is going right now, encouraging some of you that might be struggling, reminding you about laughing in the Holy Ghost, what he said in the back room, Job 5.22, get into rejoicing and laughter when you face the famine. And also don't forget to let those angels go forth. Help them, release them. Say, they can't do it without the faith command. You've got to speak it. They obey the voice of the word in your mouth. Praise God. Now, when I went in there to do my microphone, he had just said to me about the Job 5.22, and then I heard these words come up in my spirit. And tell them to confess this, son. So I'm going to give you, it's very simple. You don't even have to write it down. You can just memorize it on the spot. But I heard him say these words. Tell them to confess in Jesus' name. The anointing to prosper is coming on me in 2020. The anointing to prosper is coming on me in Hebron 2020. The anointing to prosper is coming on me right now. The anointing to prosper is coming on me in Hebron. Praise God. Remember we said that in Hebron we're breaking through. Remember that confession from Sunday? In Hebron we are breaking through. We're breaking through. But he said to me, tell them to add in addition to breaking through. Tell them to add. The anointing to prosper is coming on me. The anointing to prosper is on me. The anointing to prosper is on me. Some of you, you need to say that. You need to say that. It's important you say it. It's important you release your faith because there's been a measure of prosperity in Ziglag, but there's another level coming in Hebron. Why? Because he sat down as a king and he had more as a king and there's more to be had. There's more in the spirit and there's more in the natural, in the, in, the, in, the, in the material world. There's more he wants us to enjoy. He gives us, 1 Timothy 6, 18, all things to enjoy. He gives us all things, he gives us richly all things to enjoy. He wants us to enjoy our life. He wants us to have things that we can enjoy, experience things of the spirit, and experience things of the material. He does not have a problem with his people being rich. He said he, said he gives you power to get wealth, that means rich. He also said that, that, uh, that, that, that riches would come without sorrow. Praise God. That means he doesn't want you to get rich in the world's way and get sorrowful. He wants you to get rich God's way and enjoy it. That means that the anointing that God has put on your life to prosper, the ideas, the inventions, the business plans, the, 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 the other avenues and in income streams, he wants to reveal it to you. But you know how you start it, my brother and sister? Just because some of you, I know what you're saying. Isn't that nice that pastor knows what God, what God wants him to do? Isn't that great? that Brother Jerry knows his anointing to prosper and what areas he is supposed to put his hand to in the natural. Isn't that great that this one knows it and that that one knows it? But you know what? I don't know it. I got no clue. I got no clue. Isn't that great for Pastor Craig? But I got no clue how God wants me to prosper. You know what you start to do, my brother and sister? Just start to say. It starts with your saying. Just start to say, thank God the anointing is coming on me to prosper. Thank God in Hebron the anointing is on me to prosper and I'm breaking through. The anointing is on me to prosper. Father, the anointing is on me to, I put myself in agreement with my pastor and what you have told him that Hebron holds kingship. It holds royalty. It holds a throne. It holds more than the Ziglag place held. Father, there's an anointing coming on me to prosper. I don't know how, I don't know where, I I don't know what. I don't need to know. You reveal it to me at the right time. My job is to say the anointing is on me to prosper. Now, if you'll start to do that from your heart and then mix that by praying out the plan in tongues, 
Father, I have no idea what. I have no idea where. I have no idea when. I don't know what avenue that you're going to prosper me through other than my job, of course. I don't know what other avenue you've got for me. And maybe it's through my job. Maybe there's some other promotional raise or maybe it's another business altogether or maybe it's something else. I don't know. I don't know what, where or when. But Father, I do know that the anointing is on me to prosper. So I begin to pray out what I don't know. I begin to pray out the mystery because I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I begin to pray out the mystery. I begin to pray out the mystery. I begin to pray out the mystery. Father, I don't know what. I don't know where and I don't know when. What the practical application and execution is of the anointing to prosper on my life. But you know what and where and when and how and why and everything. You know. I don't know. So I begin to say, I begin to confess and declare and decree and claim the anointing is on me to prosper in 2020 Hebron and I'm breaking through. And now because I don't know it, Father, I don't know what, I don't know the practicals. So Father, I begin to pray out what I don't know. I begin to pray out in the Holy Ghost. I begin to pray out 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. I begin to pray out in 4, verse 2 and 4. I begin to pray out the mysteries. I begin to pray out the mysteries. I don't know. It's a mystery. So I pray it out. And the devil says, what you doing? You're crazy. And you just say, Father, I'm praying out the mystery regarding the execution of the anointing to prosper on my life. Lord, that you'll begin to drop in me and show me what, where, how, when. That you'll show me the specifics, the practicals, exactly how to execute it, when to execute it, what to do, what, what, what area, what category. I don't know, but you know. But Lord, I'm going to pray out what I don't know. I'm going to pray out the mystery. Father, I say the anointing is on me to prosper. In 2020, Hebron, I'm breaking through. And I pray out the mystery regarding that. Do you see what I'm saying, my brother and sister? Some of you are really good ameners, but you're not really good doers. You'll say, glory, glory, yeah, and you'll fly that hair going, and you'll get like the Jamaica, oh, glory to God, and you'll get all excited, but you won't do it. I'd rather you not say amen, but actually do it. Praise God. You've got to do it. You've got to wake up tomorrow morning and take a few extra minutes and do it and not talk about it all the time. Well, I'm going to do it. Well, let me watch it again. Let me see how Pastor did it. Goodness sakes, just close your eyes. Father, the anointing is on me to prosper. In Hebron, I'm breaking through, but I have no clue what that means. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what area you want me to do. I don't know how you want me to put my hand to it. I don't know, but because I don't know, I'll pray out what I don't know because I'll pray out the mystery because you know and you will show it to me if I pray it out and you do that day in and day out and day in and day out and you don't get tired and you don't take vacation days you don't take faith sick days you understand what I'm saying? Oh, I can't do it today. I'm feeling discouraged. No, no, you do it day in and you do it day out and if you miss a day you get back on the next day and you do it day in, and you do it day out, and you do it week in, and you do it week out, and you do it month in, and you do it month out, and you don't quit, and you get some backbone. Well, you don't go through the drive-through all the time, but you're willing to wait a little while, have some patience, and you do it month in, and you do it month out, and if needed, you do it year in, and you do it year out. 
And I guarantee, I guarantee in Jesus' name, if you'll keep praying out the mystery and you'll keep confessing, if Jesus has to walk into your room himself personal, he'll do it. If he has to send an angel with a message, he'll do it. If he has to give you a word of prophecy, he'll do it. If he has to give you a dream like that lady in Joyce Meyer's church that got the ocular equipment and machine from a dream made her a multimillionaire. If he has to give it to you in a dream, he'll do it. I don't care how, but he'll do it if you won't quit and you'll keep praying out that mystery, praying out that mystery, praying out that mystery, because I'm telling you, my brother and sister, we are in 2020. Ignore the little hump right now called COVID. Ignore it. We are in our Hebron. We are in a time of increase, a time of kingship, a time of increase spiritually and materially. And you've got to start to press into God. You've got to start to lay hold. You've got to start to push your push, press press a little bit harder than you've been pressing and start to say the anointing is on me to prosper. If I'm under Pastor Craig and it's on him and it's on Pastor Nancy and it's on Jerry and it's on Randy, by God, it's on me. The anointing is on me to prosper. And in 2020, I'm breaking through in my Hebron year because my breakthrough, capital B, has gone ahead of me named Jesus. The anointing is on me to prosper. Now, Lord, I don't know exactly what it's all about, so let me pray out the mystery. Mashta hatiosh and you do it every day until God shows you. Because I'm telling you, the vision, listen, God just wants you blessed. Forget the vision. He just wants you blessed because he loves you. And he wants to give you richly all things to enjoy. He wants to make you, Bible says, that he makes us rich without adding sorrow to it. He wants you to have all the material stuff you need and so much extra that you can just sow and help people. Maybe that don't have this revelation. Maybe that are dragging their feet. Maybe new ones to the church that are real struggling. And you can say, I'll buy your groceries this week. I'm not touching my tithes and offerings or nothing like that. I got so much extra. I'll buy, you know what? You need a car? I'll buy you a car. I'll buy you that car. Because the anointing's on me to prosper. Now, if you just pay attention, sister or brother, and stop whining so much and telling everybody how bad things are and your lot in life and how you were ripped off and all the whining and complaining, stop all that nonsense. Just start to say the anointing's on me to prosper and start to pray in the Holy Ghost that God give you, download the plan to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. The anointing is on me to prosper. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I'm so excited about the chance that I get to tithe tonight. And Father, I've already tithed on my income from Promise of Life Church. But Father, these are my tithe checks on my business this week. Because Father, the anointing is on me to prosper. And it took me a long time praying it out, talking to you, asking you, waiting on you, seeking you, confessing. It took me a long time for you to, it, it may not take them a long time, but it took me a long time for you to start to clarify to me the areas that you wanted me to put my hand to in a way that would not violate or jeopardize the church or my call in any way, shape, or form. It took some time and patience, but Lord, even during this COVID, you've started to, that's, that anointing is starting to take shape. That anointing is starting to work. It's starting to work, Father. It's starting to work. And Father, I'm so privileged that I get to present to you my tithe from my income and from my business. In Jesus' name. Father, right now, I know we do it at the end, but I just feel prompted to do it right now. So Father, Right now, Father, right now, I said right now, the congregation and I, we present to you our tithes. We present to you our offerings. We are covenant people, Father. Our reliance and our trust is completely in you, 100% in you. 
Father, thank you for the breath in our lungs. Thank you for everything you've given us. We're so grateful. Thank you for the job we've got. Thank you for the boss we've got. We call that company blessed. Whether we run it or not, we call it blessed. Thank you that it's increasing. Father, if there's another source or revenue stream, show it to me. If it's just through this one area, then show that to me too. But Lord, either way, the anointing's on me to prosper. I'm going to increase. This year, I'm going to increase. This year, I'm going to increase because the anointing's on me to prosper. The anointing, I said,'s on me to prosper. Hear me, devil? I said the anointing's on me to prosper. The anointing, hear me, religious folks? The anointing's on me to prosper in Jesus' name. The anointing of God is on me like Grandpa Abraham to prosper in Jesus' name. And in 2020, Hebron, I'm breaking through. Because God told me in Micah chapter 2, verse 13, that it's time because I'm part of a sheepfold and I've been faithful. It's time for me to break out, go through the open door, the open gate, and break through because the breakthrough has gone before me. Glory to God. It's time, Father. The anointing is on me to prosper. But Father, don't work if I'm a thief and a liar. I'm not a thief nor a liar. I'm a covenant man. That means everything, everything, every dollar, every red cent that you give me, I tithe on it, Father. I give offerings on it because I'm a covenant man. I don't do it because I have to. I do it because I'm a covenant man. It's more than the have to. It's more than legalism. It's a heart thing. I'm a covenant man. And I tithe, the people tithe, Father. Many of them tithe Sunday, some tithe tonight, some will tithe this Sunday. But whenever they tithe, Father, I'm doing it tonight. Lord, I lift up, I lift up my tithes and my offerings to you. I'm a covenant man. I present them to you, Jesus, the high priest of my confession. Present them to the heavenly Father on my behalf. Because Hebrews 7 says that you receive my tithes, of whom it is witness you live forevermore. Father, receive the worship and the honor and the, and the, and the respect and the reverential fear and the obedience and the love of this action of faith and this action of obedience. Let it be a sweet smell to you tonight, Father. Know that your covenant man on the earth is remembering your name. And as you bless me and as you bless this local church and as you bless this corporation called Promise of Life, we will remember. You said it to the people, when I bless you, remember me. Give me the credit, don't give it to others. Don't give it to yourself. Father, we remember to give you the credit and the glory and the honor. The reason that the, the reason we're prospering is because of you, is because the anointing is on us. You put it on us. You put it on us to prosper in Jesus' name. The church is prospering as a, as a whole. I'm prospering in Jesus' name. They're prospering in Jesus' name. Business owners are prospering in Jesus' name. Everyone that's working a job is prospering in Jesus' name. And if they don't know all the specifics, Father, they'll pray out the mystery. They'll pray out the mystery and you'll answer him. You'll answer him. You'll answer him. You'll answer him. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. So Lord, even though we're in a state of famine in the world, I'm not in famine personally. I'm not in famine in this church. We're like the children of Israel in Goshen. The hand of God was on them in Goshen. And all the plagues and the curses and the famine and the problems in Egypt never came down to Goshen. It stayed up where the sinners were. And Father, we're in Goshen, so to speak. This church promise of life, your hand is over us. Your hand is over us, oh God. Your hand is over us. And it's like we're the Israelites in Goshen. We're this church of the Lord Jesus Christ, hidden in the secret place of the Most High God. We're in a divine place of rescue and safety and provision and increase. And the lack might be out there, but it's not in Goshen. The plague might be out there, but it's not in Goshen. Father, I'm in Goshen because I'm a born-again believer. Lord, this church is in Goshen with me. 
I say it by the Holy Ghost. I say it under the anointing. You're in Goshen with me, promise of life. It might be out there, but it has no right to touch you. It has no right to touch you. The blood of Jesus keeps it off you. It doesn't just keep the physical disease off you. It keeps the effects of the disease. It keeps the, 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 the poverty because of the disease. It keeps the lack. It keeps the fear because of the disease. Everything as a result of this disease, the financial loss, the fear, the terror, all of that stays off you because the blood of Jesus is a line that cannot be crossed. My brother and sister, we're in Goshen in Jesus' name. Praise God. So just keep laughing at famine. Just keep saying, the anointing is on me to prosper. And in 2020, Hebron, I break through. And start to pray out the mystery. Pray out the mystery in Jesus' name. And God will get it over to you, the specifics that you need to know. Don't go looking for somebody to prophesy. God could use them, but he probably won't. He'll probably just talk to you direct. That's the best way. You don't need all this other stuff. Just pray. The Holy Ghost will rise up. He'll show you at the right time. But it starts with your confession. It starts with your words. Ah, praise God. The anointing is on me to prosper. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus, my God, my God, my God, my God. Well, that is not the way I intended tonight to go. Praise the Lord, but I guess the sermon has to wait because, hallelujah, I didn't feel a release until right now. That means the Holy Ghost wanted that said. That means that was number one to him. Praise God. Since I can't preach you a sermon because it's 834, let me at least just reference, please. Let me just reference to you what the verses that I said. So if you have your Bible, hopefully you do. We'll just take two minutes to do this because that was the flow tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Another translation says he speaks divine secrets. Praise God. Amen. Divine secrets. There's some secrets about your future you've got to pray out. Then it says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He that prophesies edifies the church. Why? Because prophecy is in a known language like English, English and everybody can appreciate it and be encouraged. Whereas tongues is a language known only to God unless God lets you interpret. So when you speak in tongues, you're edifying yourself. You're building yourself up and you're encouraging yourself. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So we're speaking out mysteries. Now the same book, 1 Corinthians... But instead of chapter 14 and chapter 2, as it is written, verse 9, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Remember I said he's gone before you, walking in paths that he, that he preordained, foreordained for us to walk in them, living the good life, Ephesians 2.10. Remember, he's gone, he's gone ahead. Remember Micah chapter 2, verse 13? It says uh, that the breaker has gone before you. And then at the end of that verse, it says, and the king and your Lord has, is at your head. Your king has gone before you. See, God is always ahead of you. You're, you're not walking on ground that he hasn't already walked on. You're walking in his footprints. He's already gone before you. Any fear that was there, he's taken care of it for you. He's already plowed the road. He's prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. So you don't know... Eyes unseen, ears not heard, 
not as into the heart of man, these great things that God's prepared for you, these other areas of income and, and increase, sources of income, you don't know it. But we know we pray out the mysteries. Remember, we see, we interpret scripture with scripture. And then what? Now God has revealed them to us by his spirit. So God wants us to know. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. In other words, the Holy Ghost knows what is in the mind of the Father for you. The things that he's prepared, the good life that he's got for you, the new businesses, the other revenue streams that he's got for you, the Holy Ghost knows. Now we, verse 12, have received them, have, have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. God says, I want you to know it, but it's a mystery to you. I've prepared some stuff, good stuff. I want you to know it, but it's a mystery to you. But I'm going to reveal it to you by the spirit and you have a right to know the things that I've got freely given to you. You have a right to know those things. That we might know the things that are freely given to us by God from the Holy Ghost. He's the agent by which we know the things that God has planned. Now watch verse 13. It's the kicker. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual with spiritual. Which things? What things? The things he's prepared. The things that are mysteries. The things we don't know. But the things that we have a right to freely know by the Holy Ghost. Those things. Those mysteries. We speak. We speak. Not in words which men taught us, which is English, or whatever your language you speak, but in words which the Holy Ghost teaches. Why? Because Acts 2, 4 says that you speak out in, in tongues by the utterance or the ability or the help of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is the one giving us words. Now this could technically apply to prophecy or the gifts of the Spirit because when you prophesy, any, even in English, under the gifts of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost is giving you words. So that applies there as well. But it primarily is talking about praying in the Spirit because the Holy Ghost is giving you the utterance to pray out. He's teaching you to pray out in the Spirit. Now you can also operate in the interpretation of tongues when you're in the spirit and then you'll begin to speak out in English so your mind can catch up with what your spirit's doing but either way you can't force that it's the Holy Ghost either lets you interpret or he doesn't you can ask him to but doesn't mean, mean he'll always do it but you don't get hung up on that the point is just pray in the Holy Ghost because those are the words that the spirit teaches what are you praying the things which he's prepared the things that are good for you the things of your future but the things that are mysteries that you don't know but you have a right to know by the spirit so what do you do pray it out in the spirit and you pray it out every day. And you make your confession with your praying. Father, the anointing, uh, the anointing prospers on me in Hebron and I'm breaking through. I don't know what, where, how. I don't know all the specifics, but you know. <laughs> it's a mystery to me, but it's not a mystery to you. And I have a right to freely know the things that you know, Father, by the Holy Ghost in me. So I'm going to pray these things out that I don't know in my mind, but I'm going to pray them out of my spirit with the help of the Holy Ghost. And you pray it out, you pray it out, you pray it out, you pray it out. You don't know what you're praying, but you're praying out the mystery. You're praying out the things he's prepared for you. And all of a sudden, man, he, 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 he gets it over to you. Maybe you wake up one morning and you just know you don't know why because he uploaded it while you were sleeping from your spirit to your brain. Maybe you read a scripture verse and it jumps off the page. Maybe you have a dream and you see something in the dream. Maybe there's a word of prophecy and somebody prophesies over you. Maybe an angel shows up, but it's not usually all that dramatic. Usually it's by the knowing, the inward witness of the spirit, he will give you a scripture verse as well. With me, he always gives me a scripture verse and then he gives me, he either speaks to me where I can write it out or there'll just be a knowing and a sense, a strong sense of knowing, which is called the inner witness. That's really all I'm guaranteed is the word and the inner witness. So anything beyond that is bonus. But I'm not looking for anything beyond that. I'm looking for him to give me a scripture that applies to my case 
that I can take personal and I'm looking for that inner witness of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes he speaks and other times it's just in the sense of knowing. Praise God. But one way or the other, he'll speak to you. You just keep praying it out, brother and sister, and he'll speak to you. So what are we doing? Number one, we're saying, we're saying, the anointing is on me to prosper in Hebron and I'm breaking through. The anointing is on me to prosper in Hebron and I'm breaking through. What are we doing? Number two, we are praying out the mystery of that so that God can enlighten us as to the specifics for our personal life and our personal future. And what are we also doing? We are not being afraid. We're looking at problems, but we're laughing. Why? We're rejoicing. Why? Not because of the problem, but because our God is greater and he is carrying us through by his mighty power. And he's got, he's got our back. He's holding our hand. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give you praise, Father. That's what we're doing. The anointing is on us to prosper. The anointing is on us to prosper. I wanted to talk about the last day great revival tonight. I wanted to get back to Judges chapter 6 tonight. But I opened my mouth and the Holy Ghost put words in my mouth for you tonight. So don't, don't look at what you didn't get. We'll get it later. Thank God for what you did get because it was a rescue, I believe, to everybody watching if their heart's right. Even if you're wealthy. Even if you've got all you need. You know what? You don't got all you need because the building ain't paid for yet. So if you really are that well off, why don't you cut us a check so we can buy a new building and, or at least pay this one off? So you don't got all you need because the buildings, there's still needs in this church. You, ain't got all you, you ain't got all you need. You ain't got it all yet, even though you think you may be all that, but you're not because I still got to pay this building off. We still got to buy a new airplane next year. So you obviously don't have everything. So this applies to everybody. But even if your needs are met and your desires more or less are provided for, there's still an anointing on you to prosper because the vision of Hebron calls for more. It calls for more. And I'm blazing the trail, my brother and sister. This is the fourth offering I'm putting in this week alone. I'm not trying saying that to puff me up or nothing because you don't know the amounts. Okay, I'm not saying that they're huge amounts, but what I'm saying is that God, is the anointing, the vision is calling for more. I'm stepping up to do more. Praise God, not because I'm trying to, I'm doing more out of the abundance that God's giving me, not that I'm trying to hurt myself or my family out of pressure to take the little bit that we have assigned for this or assigned for that. Unless God tells me to do that, I don't do that. But he'll give me extra, he'll provide more. And out of the abundance and the overflow of the more, I give more, I give more. Praise God. The vision calls for more. So this applies to all of you, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. This message is a rescue to all of you because all of you have an anointing to prosper beyond where you're at. And we all need to prosper beyond where we're at. Why? Because the vision is large because we're an apostolic church and the vision calls for more. It calls for more money to fund it. Television, my brother and sister, is coming. God hasn't given me an exact date yet, but I'm telling you it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling. Television is coming. You know why? Because I love the people out there. I'm not against anybody, but let me tell you, I don't hear a whole lot of faith on most of the television shows out there. I hear a lot of stuff, but I don't hear a spirit of faith. I don't hear something that feeds me. Now, some in the States, they do. But I'm telling you, Canada is behind. We are behind in Canada with strong word of faith, with the spirit of faith, television broadcasts. 
And maybe God wants us to get on the air so that we can actually feed some people and help them. And it's been bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. Well, you know what? We're going to need money. We're going to need hundreds of thousands of dollars. So don't tell me that you're good and I've got everything I need. No, you don't because we've got television bills to pay. Why? The vision calls for it. Canada needs it. They need teaching. Instead of all this fluff, they need teaching. Word of faith with the spirit of faith teaching to cast out the devil out of their minds and set them totally free. I said totally free. They need it, my brother and sister. And the vision calls for it. So whatever you've got ain't enough. We need the anointing to prosper us because the vision is calling for more. So get on board with me. Get on board with me. The train's leaving the station. Get on board with me and let's start to say it. Let's start to say it. I'm telling you this is by the Holy Ghost. This is not me trying to manipulate you. I'm trying to get you blessed. Why would I be manipulating you? You say, well, you want money for the church. I want you so blessed that out of your overflow, you give some more money to the vision at Promise of Life. I'm not trying to steal from you. I'm trying to help you get to the next level. Get that religious devil out of your mind when it speaks to you. Oh, he's after this. He's after that. I'm not after nothing. I just want you blessed. And I want the vision to go forward. Praise God. But there was a rescue and there was an answer for you tonight, my brother and sister. I'm glad you heard it. And I pray that you'll listen to this again. Because I spoke by the Spirit multiple times. And you can't get it all on the first, ta the first taking in, the first, the first reception. You've got to listen to it again because you'll hear things on the second time you listen to tonight that you never heard the first time. Praise God. Some of you chewing popcorn so loud they can't even hear what I'm saying half the time, Reverend Taylor. And they have to listen to it four more times. Some of you go run to the bathroom and then you get distracted with your video game or your, your news broadcast. And then you come back and you miss 20 minutes. Well, that 20 minutes might have been your answer. So listen to it again. Praise God. Nothing wrong with going to the bathroom, but listen to it again. Nothing wrong with eating popcorn, but listen to it again. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. The anointing is on me to prosper. And I'm in Hebron and I'm breaking through. The anointing is on me to prosper in Hebron and I'm breaking through. I said the anointing is on me to prosper in Hebron and I'm breaking through. Devil, you've got nothing to say about it. I bind your attack and I bind your abortion against that anointing. You will not succeed. No, you won't in Jesus' name. The anointing is on me to prosper and I'm breaking through. Angels, go forth now and cause this to manifest in my life and in their life. The anointing is on us to prosper and we are breaking through in Jesus' mighty name. We claim it, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And we thank you and we praise you and we laugh and we rejoice that you're working. Ha ha, you're working behind the scenes. You're working behind the scenes. I can't see what you're doing, but you're working behind the scenes. Glory to God, you're working. While I'm sleeping, you're working behind the scenes. You're touching hearts and moving obstacles and rearranging circumstances. Even while I'm sleeping, you're working behind the scenes. And tomorrow will look better than today. I said tomorrow will look better than today. Why? Because the Bible tells me in Proverbs that the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter until the noonday sun, which is the moment I'm raptured off this rotten earth. But until that day that Jesus says, come on up, Craig, until that day I'm going to get brighter. I'm going to get brighter. That means tomorrow will be better than today. 
in Jesus mighty name can you feel the anointing I'm telling you it's so strong I can feel it so strong let's stretch your hands toward your, your, your laptop or whatever it is you're looking father in the name of Jesus I can't see them, but they can see me. So, Lord, we're taking the inversion of Romans 1.11. I long to see them, that I may impart unto them a gift to the end that they may be established. And Thessalonians 3, Father, that says what is lacking in their faith would be made up in Jesus' name when I see you, Paul said to the to church at Thessalonica. Well, Lord, I can't see them. It's beyond my control, but they can see me. So that same principle works now. And I thank you for impartation in Jesus' name impartation and strength in Jesus name help in Jesus name victory in Jesus name no fear no depression I say strength in Jesus name I impart it to them now I say strength to establish you in this season and now you go and do what your preacher told you and you start to laugh and you start to seek God and get in the spirit and stay full and walk in the spirit and then start to confess the anointing of prospers on me in Hebron and I'm breaking through and start to pray out the mystery in the Holy Ghost. And then when he tells you what to do, put your hand to the plow and don't be lazy and do it and you'll see that anointing will cause you to prosper beyond your regular job. Speak it over your regular job. That will prosper too. Then speak it over whatever other areas God wants you to put your hand to and that will prosper too. Glory to God. Oh my God, Taylor. I, I'm almost at the point of breaking, bursting. I got, I, I got to tell him so bad about Jacob. I mean, I, this, if this devil 19 lasts much longer, I'm going to have to preach it to empty seats because I don't think I can wait much longer. You've got to hear what God told me about Jacob. I'm telling you, it's a wig flipper. I'm telling you, it's a wig flipper. But I'm waiting to try to see you. My God. I'm telling you, my brother and sister, we're in a new day. We're in the best day of our lives. The best is yet to come. Ted Rogers is in the back of the Rogers vans, the work vans. I don't know if you've seen it. It says the best is yet to come. It's either that or the best days are ahead or something like that. Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers was a smart guy. He knew technology. The best days are yet to come. But I'm telling you, we got something far more important than cell phones and technology. We got the things of God that we're talking about, eternal things, and the best is yet to come. The best days are ahead of us. Forget about yesterday, even forget about what happened today and start pushing into God and use your faith. God will honor your faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. It overcomes fear and torment and harassment. It overcomes darkness and sickness and plague. It overcomes COVID-19. This is the victory that overcomes all that's in the world and all that's dark, even our faith. What is faith? Believing and speaking. So start to believe and say, the anointing is on me to prosper. In Hebron, I'm breaking through. Glory to God. And you'll see it will work for you. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.